The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Let's go, baby. Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Ambar Garcia, Brian Broadus, Patrick Walker, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, September, I mean, I'm sorry, December 27th, 2023, season 19, episode number 96. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And as you can see, I'm trying to take us back to September because I want to start this thing all over again and do it again. College football, pro football. I'd sign up for that if we could oh, start it all over again. But oh, we're not. We're toward the end of the season, and uh, we're going to get you guys ready. Can we get to the Super Bowl first? <laughs> no, I just want to start over. Like, that scares me. I just want to start back <laughs> over in September when it's just fun and just free-flowing, and you got all the optimism and mm-hmm. don't have all the problems that, that you can discover during the season. But When Aubrey's up. kicking the ball and it's hitting you on the That was the worst problem we had back then was, like, are you going to have a kicker? Yeah. And now that all resolved itself. we got so many other other issues to talk about. We know so much about kickers, don't we? Yeah, we do. All right, so we're going to uh, today. We're going to talk about the Cowboys versus the Lions. We're going to get into the Lions' offense versus the Cowboys' defense. Uh, let's start first, though, with some injury updates. What are we hearing right now about Ty- uh, Tyron Smith? Well, uh, Tyron Smith, he uh, he said on yesterday with locker room availability that he had. He's not calling it a stinger. He's like, it's not a stinger. He's saying it. His back tightened up. Uh, he said, quote unquote, it feels better. He said that they uh, set him so that it would, quote-unquote, calm down. Uh, Apparently, based upon what Tyron said on yesterday, it has calmed down. That does provide some optimism that he could possibly take the field against the Detroit Lions. Uh, If you ask McCarthy and owner and general manager Jerry Jones, they're kind of 50-50 on it right now. Of course, they still um, have today's practice, uh, you know, have a walkthrough tomorrow. So we'll know the final determination. But... Uh, when it comes to Tyron, progress has been made. So that's that's the good news there. Uh, Jonathan Hankins, uh, still 50-50, um, based on what Jerry said to 105.3 The Fan on yesterday, what McCarthy is saying. But McCarthy said he does have a chance, Hankins does, to take the field as well. He also said Tyron has a chance as well. So that goes to the, the progress that Tyron has made. Those are your two headliners. As it stands, they both have an opportunity. We'll see how the rest of the week goes. Um, the rest of everyone else is just limited. Stephon Gilmore. He he said that he was dealing with a rib injury that he suffered uh, against the uh, the Miami Dolphins, but he said that he's in, he's going to play. That's basically that's what was echoed by Mike McCarthy. Um, Stephon was limited on yesterday, but they expect that Stephon Gilmore will be on the field against the Detroit Lions, and they're going to need him because, as Brian is going to tell you guys, they've got some firepower in Detroit. Mm. Um, the rest is basically some rest days, veteran rest days, guys limited. We had two transactions this morning that came in. Right few minutes before the show kicked off. Rashawn Evans has been waived by the Cowboys to make room for the activation of Matt Willetsko. So Willetsko is now back from IR with that shoulder injury. (laughs) Why are you making that face, Derek? Uh, I know he's going to get into it (laughs) here in a moment. Um, But yeah, so linebacker depth uh, is now much more of a concern with Rashawn Evans being sent to waivers. And for those that don't know, uh, now at this point in the season, every single person that's waived goes to the waiver wire uh, and it can be claimed. And if if he's not claimed, then he'll be a free agent. He can sign wherever he wants. But Mac, well, let's go. Is back. 
and we'll see if his shoulders can uh, allow him to stay on the field this time. But I think it's one of those things where the Cowboys saw uh, the pressure put on Dak Prescott in the absence of Tyron Smith and said, okay, yeah, uh, Matt, come on up and let's see what you got. A little confused on the Rashawn Evans move. I mean, I, here's my thing. When, when you're starving – do you like turn down saltine crackers? Like, is it no. like? No, they're delicious. Everything's yeah, delicious. Everything's when you delicious, start. right? And I'm like, okay, so linebacker is the position. They're low key very good. <laughs> right. It, literally, like, you're sitting like, it's like, you know, I mean, I just, I don't understand that. Brian, what have you seen matter. in Rashawn Evans? I guess, what have you seen from Rashawn Evans that may suggest that maybe he's just not the answer for them and they're like, he's a part, he's too much a part of the problem? You know, I the times he did play, I think that they were a little bit worried about, and it's been a struggle for the linebackers or the guys that have played. It's been a bit about awareness. It's about when you when you play, are you seeing everything? Are you reacting the right way? Are you? Can we trust you to play coverages? Can we trust you to play downhill? Can we trust you to fill when you have to fill? Uh, I think they're having some really struggles with that right now, and you know, and they and they really don't have an answer. They tried their answer, their best shot at this was trying to get Shaq Leonard. That was their best shot at it, and to try and maybe help the situation. But uh, I think the thing with Evans is that when they put him in there, they they obviously did not like what they saw, the way that he played, uh, all the things I mentioned. You know, I mean. He didn't get a whole lot of chances to play, but the ones that he did play, you know, you kind of felt like, though, that here's a guy that in his career had been a difference maker in some teams for this one, though, wasn't nearly around the ball near enough, wasn't nearly finishing blocks like he needed, or excuse me, finishing plays like he needed to finish. And uh, they deemed him as the the 53rd guy, which is surprising to me, considering that I didn't think he was that bad of a player but their thoughts and my thoughts are totally different a lot of times and so uh you know they they move on that way but it does it definitely weakens what they're trying to do at least from a depth standpoint you know and we need to probably go back and look at the special team stuff was evans helping you enough on special teams to you know if 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 he was i guarantee a bones fossil would have been standing it at uh, Will's door saying, no, no, you can't do this. I need this guy. So um, obviously everything that about that tells them just to move on from him. Yeah. I think there are probably, that's the thing we have to always remember is the amount of time that the coaches are spending with these players yeah. is, is substantially more than what we see just mm-hmm. on the field when we watch games and, and go back and watch the film. Stuff, yeah, it's all the practice that, he, stuff. He, he, does he have the right practice habits? Yeah. Does he have, like, there are lots of things yeah. involved. And I'm not saying he doesn't. All I'm saying is there are a lot more it's things clues. involved in the discussion. It's clues. Right. It's clues. Uh, and, I, and I've been a part of scouting staffs for 13 years, and exactly everything you just said is exactly true. You know, it, it there's things that these coaches – like when they get to a point where they do not want a player, right? They regardless will, of what he's doing, regardless of what he's doing as a, as a, a personnel guy, you just have to say, "Okay, coach, you got it." Because that's gonna, the rub, right? The personnel guy's like, "He can play," yeah, and the coach is like, "I can't coach him." I, that, yeah. And that's the thing: you never want to put a player, bring a player to a coach that doesn't want to coach him. It's it's a it's a bad mix right there. And yeah. you know, obviously, uh, he did not do enough for what they were asking him to do on the field. You know, as a player, to to be part of this 53-man roster. Yeah, yeah. Can I say something about Hankins real quick, <clears throat> yeah. if I could? Uh, the thing they're struggling with right now with Hankins is he's a 330-pound man with a high ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. 
that's a problem. Usually sometimes you get lighter guys. It's a little bit more of a quicker fix. And that's what they're working through right now. They're hopeful. They're hopeful on Smith, but they're hopeful on Hankins as well. But the problem is have his size and taking on double teams and the lateral agility and all those things. Those are all weighing into them trying to get him ready uh, to practice right now. Or to, excuse me, to play. Uh, you know, are they making progress? Like Patrick said, yes. Are they? Uh, but is it going to take more time? We'll see. We'll see. But right now, that's the biggest issue they're dealing with is his size, and they want to make sure that he has. He's playing on both both feet. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to be a uh, defensive tackle and playing on on um, one leg. That's a problem. I want to ask you another question here, real quick, guys, before we get into this. How much do you think Mozzie Smith weighs? Mm. If you had to guess. I would guess three. See, this is the problem now. And I'm bringing up. Has he lost a lot of weight during the season? He's lost 40 pounds. During the season? He's 330 pounds coming out of uh, Michigan. Out of Michigan. And we wonder, you know, we wonder. I was visiting with some. He, That's a lot of weight to lose. He's lost weight along the way because we've seen other guys in this. You know, Tank is a guy. When you talk to Tank, what he eats is very, very regimented. You know, yeah. you got guys, uh, Oso Diggy's what, very regimented the way he eats. Mm-hmm. You know, not with me over there standing there waiting for the burgers, you know, and the fries <laughs> right. that are excellent right. at this facility. You know, kind of going are. to the salad bar no, area. The tater tots. Yeah. Oh, my God. Ask her about the tater tots. Oh, my God. The <laughs> but, tater tots. But, but see, Dangerous. But see, World-winning tater tots over here. You know, and I'm not – I was just talking to some folks about it, and I said, why does Mozzie look smaller on tape? He doesn't have his the big rear anymore and stuff like that. And he goes, oh, no, he's down. He's down. He's lost about 40 pounds. So you wonder – they're asking him to play a role for Hankins – in a role where he's more like a really a three technique. And so that's, that's part of what we're dealing with right now. We're dealing with being laid off the ball, but we're not the player we drafted coming out of Michigan. That was 330 pounds. You know, you get a better dietitian program or whatever, but you lose 40 pounds when you're a one technique. That's a lot of mess. That's, you're not a one technique playing at 293 pounds. But also, ju- just to be clear, for and I'm some not people, making excuses for him. No, yeah, yeah. But the, this, this is a coach decision. This is like their I think coaching. it's a player decision. Well, what I, what I've been told, and I'm not talking about Mazi specifically. Okay. I'm talking about different players. Yeah. What I've been told. I mean, there is a certain way that you're required to be, depending on what they're asking you to be. If you're over or under that weight, when they have to wait every week, they get fined. Yeah. Oh no. It right. has to be exactly the weight that you're supposed to be. So that just leads me to think this is the weight that yeah. they're asking him to be, and it's yeah. not. Otherwise, he'd be necessi- getting fined. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they wouldn't have him playing. I mean, that's a lot of weight to lose. Well, you think yeah. about what his responsibility is, and we talked about him on the draft show for and up and you know as we've gone through the year here, and. I'm not trying to make excuses for the guy. Again, I, I really am not. Uh, he's a different player. Yeah. He's a different player at 293 as he is to 330. Let me ask you this. Would they have thought that maybe getting him at a, a smaller weight would help with his... His get-off. Get-off. Get off. Yeah, like right I, now he's not getting up as I, fast as you wanted to. I, but I would think that's more of a just reaction okay. than it is... 312? Yeah, right. 312, 315. I mean, if you maybe kick out, you know kick off eight to ten pounds and he's already quick 
But, you know, it's just that reaction. Right. You know, it's the snap of the ball and his hands are still on the ground and everybody's moving. That's the thing that you're not going to correct that with lower weight. Yeah, no, yeah, it's really. but maybe he's thinking like, oh, I, I for movement, how do I get up the field, be quicker, and all that. When he when he gets off the ball, he can play football well for you. But I think our vision of the player is, and I'm watching him on tape, and I'm wondering, I'm like, does he look smaller? You know, and I ask, and this is what I hear, and so now all of a sudden you're thinking, this is a different football player. I'm not looking at a, I'm not looking at Hankins. I'm looking at Oso Dizua is what I'm yeah. looking at. Or I'm looking at, you know, I'm looking at a smaller player that's asked to play as a run stopper. So, uh, when you talk about Hankins and how important he is and there's a lot of things that go into this defense you know, and a lot of questions about it right now to be honest with you. It makes me wonder thinking about or having this conversation. First person that pops in my head is Tyrone Crawford. Yeah. Um, where you know the Cowboys that coaching staff had him it, they pop him inside, they ask him to put on weight. Mm-hmm. They move him outside, yeah. he'd have to shed, shed weight. Yeah. And it, that it, was it, kind of a yo-yo situation. Yeah. Regularly, it was yeah. kind yeah. of moving. Yeah. yeah. Um so in in that then takes me back to training camp this uh, this past summer, wherein we saw a lot of Mozzie Smith uh, packages side by side with Jonathan Hankins, yeah. which kind of makes me wonder if their plan, at least this year, was to say, okay, well, we're going to see how much we can play you alongside Hankins, maybe yes. drop some of that weight, but that's yeah. a lot of poundage yeah. to drop. Yeah. 40, so that, that does kind of pigeonhole him at the three because you're not playing zero and one. Right. Uh, you know, unless you're Micah. Yeah, you're Micah. You can do zero and one. You can move on pass rush down. Right. But, but when you're trying to stop running, when, and when you're running, already yeah. having issues, you're not going to hold up you're already 600 pounds on you. You're already yeah. small. Yeah. You're already kind of small up yeah. front. And one of the things, and, and maybe one of these things too, like Ambar says, is like, okay, maybe we want to get him on the field more with Hankins. Right. And right. so how do you get him on the field more with Hankins? You play him as a traditional a three. three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he turned him into a three. But I haven't heard anybody come out and say, mm-hmm. we're going to start working Mozzie Moore as a three technique. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's got this year's come on. Three Sometimes these players, they <clears throat> lose weight through the year because yeah. they're not used to playing 17 games yeah. and having a whole training camp. And naturally, they just get beat down and they can't. But that's a lot. Yeah, it's 40 yeah. pounds. And, and then the added you have problem. to purposely <laughs> want right. to lose those because, yeah, yeah that's and then a lot. The yeah. added problem is if, if I was a betting man, and I'm not, but if I'm a betting man, I don't think Jonathan Hankins plays in this game. Now, yeah. I, it's obviously possible, but I just yeah. don't feel like he plays in this game. I feel like he's too valuable for what they need to do in the playoffs. So they're kind of at a situation where, yeah, I agree. They, they, want it, yeah they don't want to back agree. into the playoffs. So they want to win these games, but they don't want to win these games at the risk of hurting the possible playoff run. Yeah. And Carl Davis, um, bless his heart, did not look great. <laughs> no. Did not look great. So if we got a 40-pound lighter Mozzie, yeah. uh, and plus Carl Davis not looking great, Jonathan Hankins likely not playing this particular week, that you have an issue at nose tackle, and now you just sent a linebacker packing, so now you have a depth issue at linebacker, uh, unless you're one, and I'm not one, unless you're one who thinks Buddy Johnson's going to come off the uh, practice squad and, and be, you know, uh, Bobby Wagner. Um, you got some issues there as well. So yeah. some things to figure out for the Cowboys uh, to All say. Right, the is least. there 
a name out there is there a mercenary sort, that you can go that get? maybe they're looking at possibly at to bring in because I, this this you know not this not this late in the year yeah. i wish that they would you got to the maybe. i wish if you got in the playoffs they'd let you take somebody off somebody's team right. that's not in the playoffs That'd be nice <laughs> like travel baseball yeah like you beat somebody in a tournament you get a oh, week to take one of their Still players i don't know why they don't allow that I, <laughs> yeah. that would be not i think right. that would be I, really good i think it's rightful i think yeah. it's something that they should consider absolutely it doesn't hurt anything but it helps the competitive yeah. uh, competitiveness of the playoffs I although think knowing how the eagles are they would be kidding everybody. You know how they are. They go. They don't mind no, no, just going to get anybody the, and everybody. If you if you get the if you get the buy, you don't get to take a guy. No. Okay, good. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So then we'd be rooting for the Eagles to get the buy. Yeah, yeah. Like so they can't get anybody. You got a buy? No guy. Right. There you go. All right. Let's take like our first break. When we come back, we're going to dive into the Detroit offense. Man, there's some there's some problems. Yeah. There. We're going to talk, talk about it. Talk about some of the players that you should be uh, aware of going into this weekend. We'll be back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you back to the break enjoy prime dining shopping and experiences from over 20 plus restaurant shops and more at the star district check out women's boutique flea style uh flea style of frisco and the official boot partner of the dallas cowboys lucchese enjoy new year celebrations at snowbird cocktails lounge concrete cowboy my favorite place and city works eatery and poorhouse visit the star district.com for full directory brian you ever danced on the table at concrete cowboy <laughs> <laughs> no but you know after the draft it's a good place to go have a beer it is i mean yeah. i we've, we've done a like we do our shows here and you just you've spent 15 hours in this room and you just want to go have a beer and a, a burger and it's a good place to go i just and figure about 
but I've never, never, never got up on the table. No, so. I figure after a couple of vodka waters, maybe, no coyote, yeah. maybe, uh-huh. maybe you kind of get up oh, no, there and let let loose. Let Texas beat Washington in this playoff, and we'll see you up on the tables. Too. Yes, yeah. you in will your, in your hometown of Houston. <laughs> yes, sure. you will. Yes, you will. All right, let's jump in. This is the second segment of the break. We're live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, and this segment's brought to you by Blockchain.com. All right, let's go. Uh, let's start with the start? Detroit offense. And I guess I'm going to ask you a big picture question. You yeah. take it where you want to take it. Yeah. What does this offense do best, and where are they most challenged? I think actually where they're the best is their ability. Man, it's hard to say because Amon, Amon Rod St. Brown yeah. is a really talented player. And so he could put a lot of pressure on you catching the football. I'm going to start with these backs mm-hmm. because I kind of feel like, though, that there's a lot of people that gave the Lions a lot of grief for drafting Jamar Gibbs where they got him. And then you look at him, Gibbs, and David Montgomery. These are quality backs. Yeah. I mean, quality backs. And you look like last week what you had to deal with with the Dolphins. You're kind of dealing with the same kind of thing <laughs> this week. Mm-hmm. with, <laughs> But the thing with Gibbs, he is um, – Amazing kid. Started his career at Georgia Tech and then went to Alabama. He can wear multiple hats as a player. You can hand it to him. You can throw it to him. Uh, I will give you a little key, though. When they're under center, they're going to run the football. That's their thing. They do. They're one of the – They're one of the, they're one of the. when you look at the metrics, and the metrics will tell you when you watch the tape that when golf gets, in, gets under center, they're probably going to hand the ball to one of these backs. So, Cowboys, if you're in that mode, you know, there's your key right there. Check it out. I'm sure they know that just as well as I do. But, yeah, this team does not run the ball all that much out of shotgun. But when they do hand it to these guys, and they, I think what they want to do is they want to play under centers because they want to put Gibbs as far back as mm-hmm. they can and then hand it to him and then let when him. When he's already running. When yeah. he's already running. And so – I mean, he, he's when he runs, it's like he's on ice skates. I mean, I watch a lot of Dallas Stars hockey, and it's just kind of like he's one of these guys who's just going up the ice the way he plays. But he's got home run speed. He He's the feel for the crease. He can hit it. He could set up the blockers. He could gain an angle. And then, man, he could just hit it and go. His hands, he's got receiver-like hands. So he's really a weapon in all areas right here. And he's, a, you know, he's just a, that kind of that quality of a player. Montgomery doesn't have the flash of Gibbs, mm-hmm. but he's a chain mover. Yep. You know, he's a, you hand him the ball, and it's next thing you know, it's it's second and six, and he's getting seven. It's second and five, he's getting six. He's he's just that kind of player. He, he's really good after contact too. Actually, both these guys are really really good after contact. You like you hit him, and then they find a way to gain extra yards. But the the balance, the vision. You know, the, the, both of these guys have really are, are impressive players, and their line does a really good job. Where they do struggle is, I think, with some of their pass protection stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't think the right side of, or excuse me, the left side of their offensive line is particularly a strength of theirs. But as run blockers, man, they do a good job. Frank Ragnow, the center. Uh, man, I, I I had problems with him coming out of Arkansas, and I was. It's kind of like it reminded me of Travis Frederick. I'm like, wow, you took a guy in the first round, proved me wrong. He proved me way wrong. The way this guy, the movement skills, the agility, all that stuff. But if they've got a problem, it's going to be on there on that left side with Jonah Jackson and, and Taylor Decker. I think of the areas that you 
might need to to focus on if you're going after him pass rushing. All right. Um, I was looking at the, the the metrics for this team. They are right now fifth in passing. Yeah. Uh, They're also third in rushing. So across the board, whether they're throwing or running the ball, they are very potent and yeah. they can put up a lot of yards on you. Let's focus in on the passing for a second first. There are two guys that I want you to give us a scouting report on. Uh-huh. Amon Ross St. Brown, yeah. who you already mentioned, and then Sam Laporta, the rookie tight end. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. well, okay, St. Brown is – <clears throat> this is how I would describe him. He's the kind of receiver who doesn't let the ball hit the turf when it comes to his – when it comes to him and it hits his hands, it's not going to hit the ground. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is one of the most consistent – when you start to talk about ball skills of receivers that I've seen, the attention to detail that he plays with are outstanding. He's super competitive, and you can tell with the way he plays, he really loves the game. It's important to him the way he plays. And his detail is like when he, when he runs routes, it's very heavy of just that, like I was talking about, the detail. Foot, points, where he needs to be. There's just no wasted motion when he plays. And he can put a defensive back in an area where he wants and take advantage of that. So he'll run at you, he'll move you. And now you're in trouble, and then he goes off his way, and he'll go catch the football. So um, he's got strength in his hands. He's got quickness. Um, he's he's a he's a quality player for for them. Um, and Laporta, the question, uh, and this is a this came up on draft day. So if you're listening to the you know, DallasCowboys.com, the draft show, we were talking about this because late in the process, late in the process, we were hearing about Sam Laporta, tight end from Iowa that maybe the Cowboys would select him in the first round. We were all like, oh, wow, okay, that's interesting. So it, it, and just kind of visiting with people post-draft about him, I was like, man, I was hearing whispers about this. Tight end coach and head coach really liked Sam Laporta a lot. I mean, they were, they were on that. That was something that, give Mike credit, you know, give a, a Linda Wells a lot of credit. They, they, they had a vision for what this player potentially could be. And... Um, as crazy as that might have sounded back then, it might have been a really wise choice <laughs> to take to take this guy in the first round because he's a thick, compact kind of guy, but his lower body power is excellent. He's got a burst off the ball. He creates separation. He, he's got foot speed, physicality, toughness in the routes. He mismatched player. Uh, he's got strength. He's got speed. He's soft-handed. He's got the catch radius. He wins on contested balls. He has had some drops this year. There were a couple that I saw in the games I watched. Matter of fact, the Bears game is a kind of a fun game to watch. They really didn't. I think it has something to do, again, with with golf playing outside and cold. Mm -hmm. It's kind of his kryptonite. And the Bears caught him in one of those games. And he wasn't as good as he needed to be. But they've they've had some drops uh, with Laporta. But most of everything, nine touchdowns and... He's kind of got solid effort, desires a run blocker. I think he's going to need to improve his sustain a little bit. But this guy's a weapon. I mean, he really is a weapon when you watch him, uh, when you run the routes and they throw him the ball. So looking at the rushing attack, as I said before, they're third in rushing in the NFL. Check this out. In seven of the last eight games they've played this season, they have 140-plus rushing yards. Yeah. This is a potent Great. running offense. Yeah. Wonderful. And so here's here's a question I have for you guys cuz in this last game that the Cowboys played, they held, mo- they held they yeah. held Mostert to yeah. 46 yards, they held A-Chain to 24 yards. My question for you is, 
what does that tell you about the Cowboys' rush defense, if anything? And I want to hear from everybody on this, but go ahead, Go Brian. ahead, Pat. I've talked too much, Patrick. Go ahead. No, I was going to say it, it kind of goes back to a couple weeks ago when I said this Cowboys team has shown me that they can stop the, the opponent's run. It's just a matter of, like Brian said yesterday, it's the details. It's it's execution. It's, yeah. first of all, going in with the correct mindset uh, and then not allowing one big gainer or something like that to demoralize you and just keep these guys in front of you. Play sideline to sideline. Uh, and as long as you can do that, then you can keep guys like Mostert contained. You can keep guys like a prime in that in that moment, Austin Eckler contained. And, I mean, talk, talk about A-Chain, for example. That's one of the shiftier, speedier running backs. Uh, and for the, at least the first half of the season, he was a head, one of the headliners for the Dolphins' offense. He was uh, an afterthought against the Cowboys' run, rushing defense on a, a couple days ago, on Sunday, rather. So, I mean, that tells me they have the ability to do it, even with a guy like Jonathan Hankins injured. It's just it's commitment to it. It's, you know, staying focused on the details and just making sure that everybody plays their role in it attacks it that way and you can do that so I'm not of the mindset that oh well Hankins is out and oh woe is the world no I've seen this team be able to stop with Hankins and without Hankins it's just mindset mindset stay committed play your play your lanes and and focus on the details they handle the perimeter run really well in the Miami game yeah and so but what you have to worry about with this group it's a little bit more inside and outside you know they're they're gonna if they they're going. This line is going to come off. They're going to come off in zone, and they're going to double, and then they're going to push, and they're going to get second level. And like Patrick's talking about, though, the reason the Cowboys play, they play with great discipline. The other day, when you watch the Ravens play, somebody was well, we were talking. It was Aisha Morse and I were talking about this, and she goes, "Boy, I really admire the way the Ravens play." And I don't think the Ravens get enough credit for how physical they. Yeah. Everybody gives them credit for how physical and the players they have. Give credit for how disciplined they play. Yes, they don't get out of place. And that, you know, to be really good in run defense, like Patrick was saying, you have to have fits. You have to have you have to have your, your nickel coming down. You have to have your safety coming down. You have to have your, your edges you know, like tanking those guys, holding up, pushing, you know, getting guys up the field, not letting them get around the corner. You know, that, that that's the challenge again this week. I mean, this, these guys are gonna they're gonna test the edges on you and but these guys, I think, are better running the ball inside than what the Dolphins were. That's going to be the challenge for you right there. We've seen improvement for sure, but to me, it's always like kind of like a slippery slope where you can't have those games. And they've come out with wins, even though teams have ran the ball very well. There have been games where the Cowboys end up winning the game regardless. But we've seen those games where... they. They can't, the running back can escape, and then there he goes. And then now that kind of becomes the trend of the game, and it's hard to stop it. So that's why I call it a slippery slope because as long uh, as soon as sometimes they allow one big play, two big play, then it just carries on throughout the whole game, and it happens like that. And then mistakes start happening. Also, you talked about playing a clean game, penalties, and those things where you know at key moments, and that goes. On both sides of the ball, honestly. It's not just on the defense. Offense as well. But I think the advantage here, um, and I know you'll do the scouting report tomorrow for the defense, but I think the advantage here is, one, they're playing at home. <laughs> and two, two uh, the offense, Cowboys offense, I think they should be able to play better and score more points than they have the last two weeks, which will then help 
the defense as well. That's one of the things you, you can – this defense has been getting tired, and they've, yeah. they've been holding on there for dear life and making it happen, but then at the end of the day, the offense hasn't pulled their part of the game. When it comes to a guy like Jameer Gibbs especially, um, and I'm looking at the linebackers for this one, uh, you got to try to get him at the line of scrimmage as often as possible. Quickly. It, yes, quickly, because if he if he already gets past the first level mm. and he has yeah. a lane to the second <laughs> level and it's him versus your linebacker, your linebacker is in dire straits yeah. immediately because he's one plant – direction change he and it's it's so difficult Sudden. to square him up mm-hmm. so you gotta at least you know for the defensive line obviously you want that tackle at or behind the line of scrimmage but worst case just disrupt him and give your linebacker a chance because if this is if it's a clean lane and he's staring right at your linebacker coming full speed if you try to square up where, where do you go because fake left go right and you're done we just saw the highlight yesterday on twitter he oh my god that man has a family all of he, <laughs> la, he laid a grown man down with one move yeah. so careful that that's jameer gibbs's game if you let him at the second level your linebackers are in trouble yeah one of the things i, I do take from that game against the dolphins is mostert and hn are both speed guys they are jameer gibbs is also a speed guy he is and so the hope is that what they did in that game maybe they can bottle him up in the same way and the speed won't affect them in the same way i will say that gibbs in my opinion is a little shiftier than either of those other two backs yeah. but that all being said like this is going to be a challenge and i don't care how you how you dice it up this is going to be a challenge trying to stop gibbs and montgomery score 40 and they don't run the ball it's a good point that's, you can do that bar's plan fact. score 40 and they won't run the ball all right, let's take our final break. Easy. When we come back, when we come back, we'll jump into <laughs> the, the Dallas Easy. defense. I actually want to talk a little bit about some of the uh, some specific players, uh, particularly some of the safeties and the linebackers. We'll talk about that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Don't put off getting your oil change, Dallas. Take 5 Oil Change. A proud partner of the Cowboys is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. You can take advantage of Take 5's fast, friendly, and simple service at any of their locations across the Dallas area. And remember, at Take 5, you stay in your car because they're faster than you think. Take 5, the official oil change of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code Cowboys. VIP. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys VIP. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back to the break. 
Yeah, everybody should eat the little onion ring bits. It's good for you. All right. <laughs> get the coverage you need this football season with Dallas Cowboys cold weather gear. Visit the nearest pro shop or log on to shop.dallascowboys.com. A Fanatics experience and score knit hats, hoodies, jackets, and more. Make sure you call Derek Eagleton. He'll help you get 40% off on his employee card. I will point you directly to Amber Garcia. <laughs> she will help you get 40% off with her employee and card. And tater tots. And tater tots. And tater tots. All right. We appreciate you guys joining us. This is the final segment of the break. Let's talk about the Dallas defense. I noticed something as I was going through and looking at some. what Something triggered. I don't even remember what it was. But I started thinking, I wonder if the Cowboys made any changes to who was playing and how much they were playing between the Baltimore, I mean, I'm sorry, the uh, the Bills game and then looking at the Miami game. All right, say that once more time. I, I got a text that it confused me. Go ahead. Right, say so, it again. So player participation. I mm-hmm. wanted to look at player participation in the Bills game versus the Miami Dolphins game, particularly at the safety and linebacker position. Because seeing how much better they played in Miami, my thought was, did did they use people less or more? And I saw something very, very interesting. Damone Clark, the Buffalo game, played 92.3% of the snaps. Mm -hmm. In the Miami game, however, he only played 67.2% of the snaps. You look at Marquise Marquise Bell in the Buffalo game, 75.4% of the snaps. In the Dolphins game, 46.9% of the snaps. So both of them dropped off a significant amount. On the flip side of that, Donovan Wilson in the Bills game, 69.2% of the plays. Mm -hmm. In the Miami game, 98.4%. So almost a complete game for him. And by the way, I don't know that Donovan had a great game. But the run defense was better. better. My question is, do you think that this was just by chance, or do you think they actively were like, those two linebackers have to be on the field less for us to be better at run defense? You gonna go after one of these? You gonna go after these guys a little bit? <laughs> well, I, I know I, it's a quick. I know it's a no, hard question. No, 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 it, no, no, no it, it's 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 a fair question. Yeah. yeah, I think this is weird. I think Donovan Wilson is a good run player. I think he struggles seeing in pass, but I he's so yeah, physical. Fair. Yes, and when you play him close to the line of scrimmage and ask, okay, we've seen some Arizona game with we'll, crazy angle. Next thing you know, it's out the gate kind of thing, but. I think overall, you put him near the ball or around the ball or let him see the ball, he is going to go get the ball. Yeah. And I, I do feel like there's some things. I think Bell is trying his best. I think they're asking Bell to play at a superhuman level, and I think he's played his best. I mean, it's like it's not like a compliment sandwich there, but it's really not. I, I do really feel like that he's, you know, when he's down there in the box, he could play the run as well. But then again, his size limits when people get up on him. And I think with 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 Clark, I just don't see the instincts. I just don't, and I don't. And we talk about the linebackers that have been able to the great ones around here, uh, you know, the Dat wins, the the Dexter Coakleys, the just name, name them Sean all, Lee. Sean Lees. I mean, they 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 see the formation and they know where the ball's going, and they and they just go, and they don't. They have trouble getting off blocks. And that's the thing about it. You when you don't get off blocks, where Wilson will run and get away from blocks. Mm-hmm. You know they'll run, and, and that's where Bell needs to take more of it. He needs to run away, get away from those blocks. Don't take them on. So, I think they said, "Hey, we're going to have to do something different because when they do get hooked up on these blocks, we're having problems stopping the run, and they're trying to limit the number of times they have to face." A 318-pound man being in their face the whole day. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's be honest here. Um, 
no one's ever pegged Donovan Wilson as your best cover guy as far as in, yeah. in your safety unit. He that's not his strength. His not strength, at all. Yeah, his strength is playing forward, um, yeah. and that could be in blitz packages. It could be in run defense, things like that. That's what he's the heat seeking missile. Like right. Brian said, see ball, get ball, um, and and that ramping him up likely helped you in the run defense and of course like you, that we talked about with it, when it comes to Marquise Bell for as, as exceptional as he's played particularly in the context of what he's been asked to do you give up size for that speed right. with Donovan Wilson you're not giving up that size Donald is a unit right so you have a guy who can not only disengage blocks but he rarely is locked up on the block in the first place right. he's moving around it he's going through it um, and then when it comes to Damone Clark we've seen flashes and we've seen games where he's played well but you've seen games where he's kind of dipped as well so for me and Damone it's the lack of consistency that's kind of plaguing him at the moment and I think that his development is kind of being uh, stalled just a bit by LVE not being on the field because when he and LVE were on the field together you saw him playing off of LVE a lot you saw those having those two having a lot of conversations and they still do because LVE is his biggest mentor here outside of Dan Quinn and and the coaching staff Um, but the absence of LVE it has layers to it so you you miss that player on the field but you also miss what his impact is to a younger guy like Damone Clark so with Clark not being consistent enough and then the size that you're giving up on Bell and Bell gets locked up in blocks sometimes. It just makes sense that you look at Donovan and say, "Hey, well, we're you know the more we play you forward, it's not like we're losing anything in coverage because you're not the coverage guy as far as the safeties are concerned." So I, it's not an accident. It's not a crapshoot that was obviously planned and it worked in their favor. So we probably see it again against a running back unit like what Detroit has. Yeah, you're absolutely right because Patrick's right because what's going to happen? Wilson's going to fly downhill. Yeah, and you know, and you can't. If you're going to deal with speed, you got to get to speed before speed gets to you. Yeah. And and that's what Wilson he he will he will throw his body in there good and bad. Yeah. But what you have to do is especially in those edge perimeter runs is you have to disrupt blocking and you have to disrupt the back. Make the back stop. And once the back stops, now you got bodies that can get there and limit the gain of what you're going to have. And he's a guy and I know he hasn't He's had his fair share of problems this year, Donovan Wilson, yeah. as far as how he's played. But uh, when he is good, he's a great tackler. He yeah. can really, really tackle. And that's another thing that the Cowboys defense has been struggling with the past couple yeah. of weeks, has been tackling. And I think it just it's as simple as... Who's giving you more currently? And that's not to say not to give credit to those guys because I think they've done a nice job mm-hmm. yeah. given the situation. It's not what we need it to be or what we wish it was, but given the current situation, I think they... I, think I give it, them credit to yeah. what they've done because it, yeah. it is a hard job. It is something hard. Damone Clark... We he came back way faster from I that agree. injury, yeah. and we we got to take that into account. Everybody's yeah. human; he's a human being, and we know that it takes time. Even though he was, I'm not saying the the staff rushed him or anything yeah. at all. They they they're great at rehab and everything, but I still think that after you get from uh, come back from an injury, it does take time. Even though you're healthy, it takes your body time to get adjusted and all of that. But um, I think that right now. Donovan Wilson, he's been improving his game, and yes. because of that, if I see it as okay, if you're the one playing better right now, hey, we need you. Go yeah. out there, and here are more plays for you. They miss Van Der Esch and, and yeah, to Patrick. Right? I mean, because because Van Der Esch will say, "Watch the." 
watch the zone, watch the zone, watch. You know, he's telling, you know, they're communicating like he's talking about what's about to happen. And and that was that was it was like it was like Darren Woodson playing with Roy Williams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, when, yeah. when Woody went away, Roy Williams all of a sudden Exposure. went, yeah. uh oh, what am I supposed to do here now? Right. You know, run pass, run or pass. And that the Woody's like, watch it. They're gonna do this. And next you know, that that clicked Roy Williams, and then Roy Williams could go attack. So yes, I guess from that standpoint, and J. Ron Curse, he's playing 100 percent of the snaps. Yeah, it almost feels to me like they've just said we're going to go back to those safeties that we had in there last year, and yeah, we're just going to have all three of them out yeah. there, yep. and that's going to act as our. I saw the first, I think it was the first play of the game. J. Ron was lined up at linebacker. Yeah. Like yeah. it's, I think they've just made a decision that that's probably a better option for them they, than going with the inexperience as as good as he's played for what they've asked him to do of, of Marquise Bell. There's still some inexperience there, right? And so yeah. I think they just decided to give me some experience, and we'll see what we can do with that. You're still going to give up size with those offensive linemen, but at least you'll have more experience out there with Donovan and and, and with Jaron Curry. As long as the team doesn't pound the ball at him straight ahead, they're all right. Yeah. When teams play on the sideline, sideline to sideline, it's a little bit easier for them to run and go make plays. Which does concern me a bit with Montgomery because right. Montgomery is going to come in, at you. In, He's coming yeah. at you. Yeah. That's the kind of running yeah. back he is. So that's yeah. going to be a bit of a challenge for them this week. All right, we appreciate Jeff. I was going to say, I was out on a closing point and when it comes to stopping the Lions offense, I'll say twofold. When it comes to rushing, uh, again, it's about stopping at the line of scrimmage because they're rushing yards over expectation, almost 200 yards over expectation. Yeah. So mm-hmm. do not let them get to the second level. The biggest uh, crux of what you want to stop for them is is yards after the catch. Almost 50% yeah. from a receiving standpoint, almost 50% of the passing yards slash receiving yards for that offense, golf and those guys, are off of yaks. So, you know, a couple weeks ago, Cowboys did a great job of stopping guys up front as once they caught the ball. That's what you need in this game. If you allow them to get free, Laporte and, and Amon Ross, St. Brown, and you let those guys get that ball and start making moves, you're in, you're in for a long day. So once they make the catch, just bring them down right there, and you will get more um, third down stops than not. Ooh, Georgia just came out right there. You said right, right there. Right. Oh, it did it? You said right there. <laughs> okay. Georgia came out. <laughs> that Georgia's coming out. See, it's All because right. we went past 1145. There it like, is. Once you go past 1145, <laughs> that Georgia sneaks up. That's a wrap, man. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to talk about this uh, Lions defense versus the Cowboys offense. Till then, for Patrick Walker, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Yields, and this has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?